In the sports talk radio justice world, mediocre quarterback play and porous tackling are considered especially heinous. On the Lance J Show, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad at Paragon 7 Studios. These are their stories. Posted this, and you don't usually, David doesn't, he's not one of those guys that's look at me, I'm posting this, I'm taking a picture with such and such. That's really not your style. Like you, you really, your profile on, on, on LinkedIn, I see you more commenting on what other people are posting and giving them kudos saying that, Hey, you know, it's a really great point. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. People in the industry need to understand that, you know, you spend a lot of your energy and aura supporting other people and encouraging other people to, to be honest and to share their journey. Yeah. So I wanted to give you that credit before before going into the story. But you talked about the plight of the American farmer. And I think that's important to healthcare. It's it's an adjacent because nutrition is everything. And the delivery of nutrition, we talked about in the first segment how it's it's so expensive to get if you want to go and get a good meal that will help you to yeah. live long, you're paying thirty one bucks for it. Maybe that's with right. inflation forty. That's right. If you want to get a burger and some fries that's going to give you, you know, atherosclerosis, that's like nine bucks. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. not, you're not going to have any problems with that. So you talked about the delivery model and the plight of American farmers. And, and I think I think that that's such an important topic, even though I, I'm definitely not a SME in it. But I really want to hear more of your thoughts, because that impacts healthcare And with inflation, with what's going on in the economy. Yeah. We could be up, I'm not gloom and doom, but food shortages and, and the ability to get certain products from a supply chain standpoint could be jeopardized, could be could 100%. be compromised ultimately. And, you know, and I'm not talking about, hey, I can't get seedless watermelon at Kroger. I'm talking about things that are staples that, that you need. Um, and then it goes back to the haves and the have-nots. Yeah. People that are blessed like me and you to have the careers that we have, we're going to be able to, to gut through it. But there are other people... Back to that to that five percent, you're gonna have people that are gonna fall completely off the cliff. But a lot of it starts at the top with the way that that things are structured. You were talking about about the 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 plight of American farmers, and I and I wanted to hear some more about that because you you brought up some really poignant topics. Well, I I, I think you know for for anybody that is not following what's going on with food in in the U.S. and in the world, there's a couple things you should know. Number one. Um, the, the war in in Europe, right, Russia, right. Ukraine, that is setting up a good portion of the world for starvation. Yeah, I mean, that's, so that's, no, that's nobody brutally, talks honest. About that's brutally that. honest, but it's factual. Nobody talks it's about that, but, but that's right. the truth. And, 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 and you know, you know go, go take a look at, you know, Google Ukraine destruction of, right. of grain silos and right. stuff like that. And they'll show you the well, before and after. It's, it's part of the global breadbasket. Well, I mean, it, 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 but the, the Russians are systematically going through right. and destroying the Ukrainians' ability right. to create food. And the, in Ukraine is the breadbasket for a good portion of the world. Right. Right? It's very productive, flat land. And it just produces. Which is a part ton of the reason. Which is part of Putin's reason for wanting to to oh absolutely to reconnect the USSR. Oh, 100%. And go back into that. Yeah, yeah, amongst a number of things. Right. But I mean, that's that's one of them, right? And so, you know, like first of all, everybody should know that what's going on in Ukraine is not just a sad, terrible tragedy about the lives of Ukrainians. Right. It's, it has it's a global folks impact. Folks in Africa. Right. 
that, that have never met a Ukrainian in their life are about to starve to death because of this nonsense. It's true. Uh, people in Asia are about to starve to death because of this nonsense. And, and, and uh, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what, I, I, I just, it's, it's so frustrating. But anyway, so that's, that's number one. Um, global food is at risk. That's number one. Definitely. Number two, um, this is very specific to the United States, but in the U.S., if you are a farmer and you got 20 or 30 cows, or maybe you're a rancher and you got 2,000, um, you, you graze those cows on grass. And then what you do is you sell those cows to, um, you know, a handful of these feedlots. There's, I don't know, 100, 200. There's not that many in the United States, a couple hundred so, so thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of farmers, right, selling their cows into, you know, I don't know, you know, hundreds of feedlots. And that's where if you see, you know, if you ever talk to somebody, they say, well, this was this cow was raised on grass and was finished on grain or finished on corn. That's that feedlot. That's what I'm talking about, right? So these feedlots is, you know, they stay there for a handful of months. Mm -hmm. They fatten up a little bit more. And then they go for their, I mean, the, I think the technical term is processing, but it's, it's slaughterhouse. Right. So, so they go there to, for processing. And there are four big processors that do 80% of the beef in the United States. And these four processors make a gob of money. And they basically functionally set rates for beef in the United States. Beef... And right that's now. all beef. So that's steaks. That's your ground yeah, beef. Yeah. It's, it's it's everything. So, everything from the high end, from the from the New York Strip, hundred percent porterhouse, hundred percent, you know, um, uh, wagyu, to, all the way to ground beef. Yeah, ground beef. Yeah, ground beef. So so everybody take take this in. Right now, the average farmer is making a little over a buck a pound for beef when they sell the cow. Think about what you're paying at the grocery store. None of that is going to the farmer. Mm. None of that. It's all going to middlemen. It's going to handlers. It's going to the butcher, all that sort of stuff. So the American now, I'm, farmer. I'm completely ignorant on this. Do, do farmers have unions? Do, do they unionize? No. Okay. No, See, I, I have no idea. You got the ultimate union I just busters. I just go to Publix and, and, and purchase it. I'm, 100%. I'm not thinking about anything else. So you got these four these four big processors. And, I, you know, I don't want to kick any of them. I mean, I'm right. sure they're fine companies. But the right. reality is there's four of them. Okay. Okay. They functionally set prices. And, and so the American farmer is in a tough spot. So then you got a drought. Everybody knows my right. front lawn. You're talking about how beautiful it is. My neighbor's lawns are beautiful. My for people should know my my lawn looks like a freaking moonscape. Yeah, scape. my my lawn's but, taking an L too. Yeah. So I just, uh... <laughs> but 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 I mean you know so so there's a drought right, and 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 cows need to eat grass or right. hay or something like that, and hay has become hugely expensive. So at the same time, like where, everything else. Yeah, yeah, totally right. Uh, so at the same time where, you know, we're just going through a, a dry spout, you've got, you know, the, the price of food for cows is popping. The price they're paid is going way down, even though all of us are seeing the price of beef double. Right. So I'm, you know, like, I got to tell you, like, Triple at the same if you time, want oxtail or beef rib. Uh, or totally. If you want, and, like, and, that's the type of stuff that I make with beef, yeah. And this is, and what I'm about to share is the thing that, to me, adds insult to injury. In the United States, if the carcass, if the beef carcass is butchered 
and packaged here, they can write product of USA on it. Okay. That cow could be from that Brazil. That have to be from here. No. Right. That imported. cow can be from Brazil. Right. That cow can be from Argentina. can be from anywhere. And it can be killed, slaughtered, and sent to the United States. And if the butchering is done here, they slap product of USA on it. And so at a time when the American farmer is getting, you know, some of the lowest prices they've ever got, they've got some of the highest costs they've ever had. Right. There is legislation that allows these processing companies to, to mark stuff as a product of the USA, even though it's functionally grown up in Brazil. And I just, I, like, I, you know, like, the, so, so, you know, in a capitalist society, you say, oh, well, the consumer should, 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 should make the choices. The consumer can't make a choice if they right. don't know. They, they don't know. Right. And so I think most Americans would, would be more interested in buying beef from the United States than from outside of the United States, just to help U.S. Yeah, farmers. Agree. And they probably, most people, I would be one of these people, a little bit suspicious sometimes of yeah. I mean, you don't know what's going on in yeah, other parts know, of the world. You know, what their laws right. are, and you know, right. like all that sort of jazz. I spent a lot of time in China and in in South Korea, and I would not want to be eating any any beef. Hundred percent of those places. No, hundred percent. It's not a diss to those countries, but the the regulation is. I wouldn't. When I was in China, they're like, you know, there's no FDA, so be careful. They told us. They told us two things. They said. They said, "Don't bleep up and get arrested because it's, it's state run. So yeah. they're not gonna. Be, there's no consulate that's coming for you. It's like if you get arrested doing something stupid, you could be here for for quite some time." We talked about that's Brittany right. Griner on the show. Uh, I don't want to get in her into this conversation, yeah. but be when you're in a state run communist country, you don't want to get arrested. And the second thing, they were like, "Just be careful what you eat because there's no FDA. There's no pasteurization laws. If you're if you're in Shanghai." Getting something on a subway tier, you can't guarantee that it's been pasteurized, and and you might. And we had we had people that got sick and had to go home when I was over in China. Just, yeah, but I mean, the, but I think of that. Know. But think about that. I mean, there are people that gripe about the U.S. not having enough laws, right? right? So, so I mean, you're comparing us favorably to other countries. Yeah, very favorably. Right? Uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah, a, I agree with you. But yeah. I'm just saying this. There are people that think we don't go far enough. Right. So anyway, th- I think most people would want to know. Well, you don't. Know, you don't know. know. Right. And, and, and and so at a time when, you know, like, look, we've seen supply chains for other stuff, you know, get all fakakta, right? You know, you have uh, chips become hard to get. And so what happens to car prices? They, 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 you right. know, they Sky- escalate, skyrocket. Used cars doubling and right. all this nonsense, right? I'm glad I got this car when I got it. Yeah. But I mean, like, it, 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 that's all because of uh, silicone chips, right? Yep. Right. So, so I, 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 I think there is real risk with Ukraine and with everything else going on. There is real risk. Well, I appreciate the education to have um, to have food issues in the United States at a time when the U.S. farmer is getting just beat. Right. And so, what I'm saying to to anybody that can afford it, if you if you have the time, if you have the money, and you can afford it, try to find some local farmers and yeah. start buying some of your Support. food. From a local. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.
As a former quality executive who has literally retrieved and coded millions of charts, I've worked with our new partners over at Episource for many years and am proud to now serve as a brand ambassador and part of their product development team. Episource is a global industry leader in chart retrieval, coding, quality analytics, and in-home assessments. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration. James Lewis. But I worked for a company once, and particularly the C-suite that was in charge of that line of business. This person thrived on bullying people. They enjoyed bullying people. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. They were proud of it. They wore it as a badge of honor. They thought it was a joke. They were joking around with other executives about, I'm ruining families. Husbands and wives are not spending time together because of me. When I overheard that conversation, I immediately said, I was like, I've got to get out of this company. This company is a train wreck waiting to happen. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.